It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is Friday afternoon. Welcome back to hour number two of the bottom line. News Radio 610 K O N A. 547-1610 is the number to get involved. Also via email at 610KONA.com. Bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, where, Ed, we can give the results from yesterday's poll if you'd like. Yeah, I like. So uh, we threw out there that the president's discussing some new approaches to the COVID-19 outbreak, including designating counties as high, medium, or low risk. Could this approach help the economy and help fight the virus? We gave you four options to choose from. Nobody thought that it would be effective against the virus itself, just the virus. 10% thought it would only help the economy. 30% didn't believe the approach would help the economy and help fight the virus. 60% thought that it would. Hmm. So, you know, we're getting to that point, I think, where there is some discussion about that, about the economic issue. Um, And, you know, depending on who you listen to... um, you know, there's differing opinions that are out there regarding, um, you know, easing restrictions and so on and so forth. Um, we got an email from Robin. Asked, do you know if this stimulus refund we get, do we have to pay it back next year with our income tax? And, you know, that's a really good question. Robin. Yeah. Um, I think we could do some digging on that and find out. Hopefully we can get an answer for you before we are done. So appreciate you listening and reaching out. Going to the phones on the bottom line, we welcome into the program the Ministries Director at the Tri-Cities Union Gospel Mission, Cheris Warner. Good afternoon, Cheris. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So one of the one of the big questions that's been out there, and, and I think it's it's been discussed a bit more on the west side of the state because of the issues there, is what impact um, COVID-19, the spread, so on and so forth, um, how the impact on the homeless community is? Because we're, we're talking about a community that, you know, we don't know necessarily how much testing is going on. We don't know necessarily um, how many people in the in the community uh, are even contracting the virus because they're they're pretty much off the grid. What are some of the discussions that you've had or that you've been privy to regarding uh, any actions with the homeless community and the coronavirus? Well, um, those are uh, concerns that we're hearing quite often as uh, we're answering phone calls and <laughs> and trying to keep up speed with all the the changes as well. Um, we're uh, our own independent 501c3 here in the Tri-Cities, and, uh, but we do belong to an association called CityGate Network, and that has all of the, the missions, the Union Gospel missions uh, across the country. Uh, they, they come together and we share information and resources, and we have some people in Washington, D.C., that help uh, lobby uh, for for our population and for our our ministries. So luckily, uh, the president has noticed that we're a key portion 
uh, in our community a, a key partner. And we, I guess about a week ago, had the CDC as well as um, our lobbyist telling us uh, the standards and the, the things that we needed to do in order to keep our population safe and how we could contribute to the success of containing this. And what were some of the things that were discussed, if you're able to share, Cheris? Um, that we need to keep our, our population safe. We need to advocate for our population as well. Historically, they're the population that um, kind of gets pushed to the side if they go to, not, not necessarily locally, but um, historically. Uh, they have a tendency to to not go in and seek medical services. And if they do, they happen to usually be discriminated against. Uh, So then things go unchecked and then they of course spread throughout everywhere that they are, right? So um, I know on the West side, they had an issue with somebody who had some mental health issues that did not want to be quarantined or self-quarantined. And you can't make them. And that's something that's common with our population is that you can't, you can't explain to them that they have to stay in a building or that they have to stay somewhere that they don't want to stay. We're talking with Cheris Warner, the ministry's director with the Tri-City Union Gospel Mission here on The Bottom Line. Mr. Warner, I'm, I'm curious, and maybe you can help our audience understand uh, a little bit, um, with the homeless population, I know that um, the goal is to get shelter for as many of the uh, those that don't have any shelter, those living on the streets, uh, get them shelter as, as quickly and easily as possible. With the coronavirus situation, is that causing some issues? Because do, do you want to have more homeless people inside a building where they could spread the disease easier. I don't want to say that it, that they're better off outside, but maybe you can kind of explain um, that kind of catch-22 with finding shelter for homeless people in this, in this particular time. Well, um, actually, you can go ahead and say it. Um, the fact that they are outside and isolated is probably one of the best things you can do right now, right? Um, so uh, historically, the population we have, uh, at least over here on the on the east side, we have more of a rural population of, of homeless versus an urban, which is what you see on the west side with all the tents and in the encampments and things like that. So most of the time, our population is one tent, one person <laughs> in the middle of a field or in the middle of a patch. So that's actually good. Uh, but... Um, and, and the CDC actually told us that as well on our um, live stream is, is that they're not trying to force homeless into um, shelters at this point. But there are some that definitely need to be. And that's kind of our situation is we have several medically fragile patients. Uh, a lot of our population has COPD. Several, I can tell you right off my hand, have lung cancer in our terminal. Um they, they are at risk, these gentlemen and ladies are, and we, they do need to be in the comfort of a home because they're, you know, they're going through chemo, they're going through these things. And um, 
our shelters because of the social distancing, I can only house so many. And we are at capacity for both of our shelters currently. Now, one of the other things that I, I've, I've seen, and I, the, the locations escape me, I apologize, but I've seen in a couple of different places in other parts of the country, I'm wondering if it's something being discussed locally, is to uh, go out into uh, the homeless population, uh, those that cannot find shelter, but have you know do a quick uh, medical check on them. Uh, to see if maybe they you they should be directed towards getting a test or or seeking additional help, especially now with this virus running as rampant as as it is. Yeah, um, our um, we have a search and rescue team that goes out usually every morning and just kind of helps build relationship. A lot of this population doesn't necessarily want to come inside because they don't want to be counted or there's some mental health issues underlying. And so building relationships helps them get trust. And we've built relationships with several of these people that are out in the community and we bring them water or, or something to just help bridge that. So, so we're doing that. We know we've also been working with the Blue Mountain, um, the veterans uh, affiliate locally, and they've been going out with us as well. And SART has also gone out with us on our rescue missions. We're talking with Cheris Warner from the Union Gospel Mission here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. So, Cheris, one of the things that I'm wondering, we touched a little bit on the screening a little bit earlier, but if you do have someone that winds up coming to the mission or that goes to another uh, shelter in the area and there's some questions in the screening process, are you working with groups in town or are you or are you... Uh, have contact with any of the health professionals to be able to get testing if someone doesn't pass a screening? So um, we try to work really well with community partners, don't want to duplicate services. So um, we have a medical ministry, or I guess it would be more of a health and wellness ministry uh, that has formed over the last seven years. And so we do have nurses who are coaching us on uh, what we're doing as far as screening, uh, we can only do what you can do. Uh, I only have 28 staff members, and uh, we're currently down five of them. And then we have um, some of them are over uh, the at-risk age, and uh, some of them are ill and self-isolating themselves, and we have no volunteers. So if somebody comes in and they're screening, we call ahead to the hospital and we send them to the hospital just like any other agencies do. Um, we are, however, in contact with HRC, which is the Housing Resource Center that is located in the Health Department building. And we're looking at other housing options within the community for those medically fragile clients so we can get them into maybe a hotel or something to that effect. We're talking with Cheris Warner, the Ministries Director over at Tri-City Union Gospel Mission. Cheris, is there anything else you'd like to mention to our listeners regarding um, any kind of misinformation that may be out there or some things that we can uh, do to educate the community a little bit more when it comes to the homeless population and COVID-19? Um, yeah, they're, the homeless population is just like you. They're your brothers, they're your sisters, your moms, your dads. They are human beings who are just hit a rough time right now. They don't carry any more diseases than anybody else does. 
they are just as susceptible and are just as much in fear as everyone else is. And on top of that, they have medical issues, mental health issues, other issues that kind of exacerbate that. So I would just say have a little extra mercy, not not afraid, and um, you know, share some hand sanitizer with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Charis Warner, Director of Ministries, or Ministries Director, I should say, of the Tri-Cities Union Gospel Mission. We appreciate your time today, and thanks for the information. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Be safe and stay well. Charis Warner, yep. Ministries Director, Tri-City Union Gospel Mission, joining us on the program. Love what she said at the, at the end there. Absolutely. Uh, that uh, the homeless uh, population, just like you and me, and uh, they have other issues obviously on top of that we don't but when it comes to this virus we are truly all in this together still to come donkey of shame not next but before we're done hi this is gary with north star hot seat hot seat Pre- can't get in by phone give us your bottom line through email send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com back to the bottom line with robin ed presented by summit funding in kennewick and prosser on news radio 610 kona 547-1610-509-547-1610 the bottom line news radio 610 kona before the hour is done um We'll, we'll we'll trot the donkey of shame out. Uh, you know, been on hiatus. Donkey's restless. Yeah. Well, he's he's been in quarantine for a couple of weeks too, and he's itching to yes. to get out. But we we got to make sure he keeps a safe distance. Well, he is mechanical. Oh, right. So we need to make sure he's wiped down properly. <laughs> well, we've got something for that. We do. We absolutely do. We've got <laughs> cleansing wash from something. CBD American Shaman. Something like that. It's free, by the way. They're offering it up, so if you want to go by there and get your free bottle, they're on Clearwater next to uh, Travel Leaders. One of the things that uh, we touched on earlier in the show, Rob. Well, you did find information out on the stimulus checks. Oh, uh, did I? Yeah, you did. it is not. Oh, it, correct. They will not be taxed. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, yes, mul- Robin, multitasking. Yes. Robin's email. Uh, yes. Your stimulus check yes. that you're going to receive will not be taxed. Correct. It is It is tax-free. Yes. And, and that leads me into some questions that I have. And we touched on this earlier. You have questions? I, one or two, on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. So... At the same, roughly the same time, all these stimulus checks are going out to people to get us through the COVID-19 situation, right? The, at the nearly the same time, Trump also announces something that really, I think, flew under the radar just a bit. And it's this. He is restructuring things to basically combine the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department. Now, on the surface, that doesn't seem like much, but let's think about it for a moment. You, By doing that, you've basically eliminated the Fed chairman, who Trump never seems to agree with. He's always tweeting about, you know, how the Fed needs to up interest rates, lower interest rates, and, and you know, he knows better, <laughs> I guess. But be that as it may, this new restructuring means that the Treasury 
department, i.e. Steven Mnuchin and Trump, will in essence run the Fed. And for those that don't know what the, the Federal Reserve is basically a stockpile of emergency money. And guess where it came from? Tax dollars. Mm -hmm. We are going to be getting rather sizable checks, most people, out of the money that was ours to begin with, and we're getting it tax-free. Okay, let that sink in for a moment. Trump is releasing money, in some cases several thousand dollars, to citizens at the same time he is announcing the Fed and the Treasury Department are going to be merging. This is not a tinfoil hat moment, folks, but just think about the implication of this. That money that was squirreled away is coming back to us, at least some of it. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. Here's what's interesting about this. I'm going to read read a little bit of information that is kind of pointing in this direction. So that the central bank is only allowed to purchase or lend against securities that have government guaranteed. Mm-hmm. This includes Treasury securities, agency mortgage-backed securities, and the debt issued by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. An argument can be made that this can, that, that, uh, that can also include municipal securities, but nothing in that list above. So the Fed will finance a special purpose vehicle to conduct these operations. The Treasury, using the Exchange Stabilization Fund, will make an equity investment in each of those and be in a first-loss position. So in essence, the Treasury, not the Fed, is buying all the securities and backstopping of loans. The Fed is acting as a banker and providing financing. The Fed hired BlackRock Incorporated to purchase the securities and handle the administration on behalf of the owner, the Treasury. So the federal government is nationalizing large swaths of the financial market. The Fed's providing the money. BlackRock will do the trade. Basically, it merges the Fed and the Treasury into one organization. So your new Fed chairman is the president of the United States. With his arm, Steve Mnuchin, yes. the head of the Treasury Department. Let's go quickly to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Max, calling from Kennewick. Go ahead, Max. you got about a minute. i got a quick question for you to ponder. Actually, two. One is, what percent of Americans do you think actually need this money? And second of all, uh, how can a country that's so far in debt be sending checks to its citizens? I don't get it. Well, they can print their own money. Yeah. That that's that's I mean that's the easy answer is is they basically the Fed has given the Treasury access to the printing press and they are going to print more money now those people and then how much of the debt is tied to the Fed right and here's the other thing Max the, the they they with their formula um they've deemed that anybody that makes ninety nine thousand dollars a year as an individual or one hundred ninety eight thousand dollars a year as a couple will not get the big checks. They will still get a check if they have a dependent. Mm-hmm. So they'll still get 500 bucks per child, but if they make over 99000 or they make over 198000 they won't get anything. If you make over 75000 as an individual, you will see a percentage decrease in the amount of the check beginning from 1200 If you make 150000 as a couple, you will see a percentage decrease in those checks. That's why I think the two, the announcement of the merging and the, and the stimulus checks are linked because 
you and I, Rob, are not really affected. We're still working. And going back to Max's question about who needs the money, well, we all need the money. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610, if you'd like to get involved. You know, one of the things, Ed, that we haven't talked about that is that has been one of the things impacted by the coronavirus is the election cycle. True. You know, the only people that have really had an opportunity to get out there are the incumbents, particularly those in executive positions. Yeah. Um, The governor, the president, uh, governors that are up for election throughout the country have been front and center uh, during this. And it puts, when you have a crisis... It puts the prospective opponents at a disadvantage. Yes. Because what are you going to come How critical are you going to be? Now, look, Donald Trump could put his right foot in front of his left foot instead of his left foot in front of his right foot, and there'd be people standing there waiting to criticize. He is probably the exception to the rule. Well, there will be criticism all over the place. But when it comes to the governor, you're not – I mean, it is quiet on the challenger front. All quiet on the challenger front. Yeah. But the other thing that really is impacted by this, more so than their ability to get their message out, is their ability to raise money. Yep. Fundraising has been hit hard. Right, because you can't have fundraising events. I mean, yep. you can you can raise money online and just the regular old-fashioned way. Absolutely, but who's going to be donating right now when you've got people that have well, been told to stimulus, stay at home? Stimulus you, checks are on the way, man. Well, yeah, but I, I'll tell you right now, people aren't going to be looking to put those into, in, into any no. political corners at this point in time. This no. is going to be one of the more unique election cycles we have ever seen. I mean, we thought 2016 was going to be a knockdown dragout. You put the coronavirus into perspective here mm-hmm. with with the biggest election cycle. Every four years is the biggest election cycle. And you see already, I mean, there's going to be major league catch up. And I would be I would not be surprised if come May 15th, which is the last day of filing day. Yeah. If we're not back to normal or we don't have any restrictions eased up by the beginning of May, I would not be stunned to see a number of people drop their intention to run for office, not just at the state level, but at the local level, too. Yeah, it's true. And not only that, again, looking at the national picture, too, and and a lot of people have have been making... um, you know, notation that because of the social distancing thing and the the restrictions on crowds, well, Trump hasn't been able to do any of his rallies. Okay, but neither have Biden or Bernie. No, and Biden just and, and here's the other thing with Biden, and and this is flying so far under the radar, it's disturbing. <laughs> Except for here, we 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 caught it absolutely, and that is this sexual assault allegation. Yeah. By a former aide, where she went in. I mean, this woman went to a number of different outlets to try and get her story out. 
And she was turned down by groups that normally move forward with this stuff. One of them, well, because the head of it is a consultant for Biden's campaign. Yep. And so they denied her the ability and denied her support. So you've got a staffer. Now, of course, we all had to believe Christine Blasey Ford. We all had to believe even the ones that were absolutely 100% made up when it came to Brett Kavanaugh. But nobody wants to believe the former Senate aide that says that Joe Biden put his fingers someplace they never should have gone. Nobody wants to listen to her. Nobody wants to believe her because it's against Joe Biden. Nobody wanted to believe Monica Lewinsky. That's true. Nobody wanted to side with Monica. That's right. Nobody wants to listen to this lady either because it's against Joe Biden. But Joe has been awfully quiet. Yeah. Ever since this started circulating a few days ago, Joe has been awfully quiet. And this, along with his lapses, I mean, his unbelievable lapses that are getting worse, by the way. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. And recently there was an article published that might have been one of the most ghastly articles I've read in a long time that talked about just... The idea of Joe Biden is all Democrats need to beat Trump. Joe Biden could be basically drooling in a chair, but he needs to be drooling in that chair so the idea of Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. Well, look, this is this has been this has been the script, I think, for Democrats for a while. And and I go back to Obama. I think I I firmly believe that the reason why Barack Obama won his first term and maybe even his second was the idea of the first black president in the United States. And people wanted to be a part of that piece of history. And, you know, if that was the only thing that that was at stake, he would have won 100 percent. Right. You know, everybody would be like, you know, want to be a part of history. Not everybody liked the man or the candidate even, but the that's the well, if you didn't, you were a racist, remember right, yeah. but the idea that's what many in the Democratic party, not all of them, but many in the Democratic party are pushing, and yes, why you know why do you think joe biden they why did you think that they dusted him off well because None of the other candidates were really resonating, except for Bernie, which they didn't want. You know, again, the optics of having a socialist represent the Democratic Party, that'd be a bad look. So for them, so you, from the truth. well, I know that. But you but you but again, it's all it's all about appearances with with the Democratic Party. You, you know, you, you put up a good face and and that's about all you need to do. You know, you don't need to have the substance so much. And so, I mean, look, you know, look at Bill Clinton. If Before Monica Lewinsky, he was pretty popular. He was kind, yeah. of, a, you know, kind of a down-home Southern boy. And, you know, he's he's, been, and he's been popular up until the last few years. Right. He's, you know, but, until the Me Too movement. That's right. So it's appearances. So what the Democratic Party is saying is that 
this is our Hail Mary. This is what we, this is, you know, they, they, they f- basically forced out all the other candidates, some good, most not so good, but some had some good messaging here and there in favor of the appearance of a return sort of, of the Obama administration. And I think too much water is under the bridge for that to happen. I don't think people are going to get duped into thinking, wow, we really need to go back to the way Obama ran things. I mean, there'll be those on the left that think so. But Obama's not running. It's it's his vice president who's doddering at best. But here's the other part of this. He still has not expressed any support for his former vice president. That's right. He has expressed no support for Joe Biden. So if Obama himself is not backing Joe Biden, then why would anybody think it's going to be a return to the... I mean, Biden can't talk about Obama enough. He can't talk... I mean, he hasn't stopped talking about him. Well, that's because... But it's crickets on the other side. Well, it's because that's what he's running on, and that's what he is hoping is that all those people that supported Obama it, during his two elections will come out in support of him. That's, that's you know, he's using Obama's name for better or for worse. He thinks it's for better. And that's, you know, and that's what he's running on. That's, that's the, but again, it's the idea. It's the appearance of, of something. It, it's not so much substance. You know, what, what do people say? What do people say, and and maybe not so much recently because, you know, he hasn't done too well at debates and, and interviews and stuff, but go back uh, go back to when Joe Biden entered the race, okay? And even go back to when he was the vice president. What did people say most about Joe Biden? He's a nice guy. Oh, they pulled him off the campaign trail multiple times because he couldn't. He could not stop. How many He's a times? nice guy. Who, no, yeah. can, can can anybody name one policy uh, initiative that Joe Biden is running on that that is his? Nothing. He wants to recycle what Obama did, and he's going to try to ride Obama's coattails. And you know what? That may possibly have worked if he would have decided to run after Obama left office, you know, in 2016. He decided not to, and and they kind of pulled him back in this time. He might have had a shot, maybe, to ride those coattails, but he, he's trying to ride coattails four years after the fact, mm-hmm. and it's not going to work. 547 one six ten. If you'd like to join the conversation, the other thing I mean, if anybody has seen Joe Biden lately, and any of his interviews, whether they have been on television or the the videos that he has been doing from home and putting up, Joe does not look good. Mm-mm. And I think there's a huge fear, huge fear out there, that Joe is going to catch the virus, because if Joe catches it. Guess what? The likelihood of Joe surviving it isn't very good. It's not very good. Which goes back to my conspiracy theory that we may find one Hillary Rodden Clinton well, in the VP spot. I, I'm going a little bit. I'm going in a little bit different direction. Than I know. That. And, I that, know. and that is the Democrats might want to begin thinking about the backup plan. Yeah. And the backup plan right now 
is the only other guy running because Tulsi Gabbard dropped out and endorsed Biden. There's only one other person out there, and that's Bernie. And you know what? Right now, and if you are a Democrat, you can't like either of these options at this moment. You can't like Biden, and you and, and Bernie won't win. Period. Bernie will not win. The Midwest will not elect a socialist. Period. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where you got? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Mike from Kennewick. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. If if you guys don't mind, I'd like to kind of change directions here real quick. Sure. What's up? Uh, my wife and I have a good friend that works in the penal system in Walla Walla. Okay. And the the state is continuing, even though with the COVID issue that's going out there the state is continuing shipping inmates from the west side of the state and from the west from the the, the prisons from the west side of the state and from the jails from the west side of the state to the walla walla pen and my friend is just livid about it because they're trying to control and contain everything but the state is shipping all these inmates around uh to this side of the state it, it's it's totally ridiculous. What's this? Why shelter in if you're going to ship everybody every way? Well, and, and and we thought that they were going to be putting that on hold for a while. Yeah, uh, nope, they're not doing it. They're they're shipping them in, and he is extremely upset because it 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 exposes him, his coworkers, and the other inmates to different people. Uh, and you know where it started. Sounds like, hmm. sounds like, and thanks for the call, Mike. Sounds like we somebody needs to place a phone call to DOC on Monday. I think we're going to do that. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Oh, boy. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Cody. What's up, Cody? From Connell. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, you know, I was we were listening to uh, uh, Schumer today on the presidential speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like they were trying to take all the thunder, you know, saying that uh, we use the house. Oh, uh, of course. I mean, they're going to try and spin it however they they can, Cody. Um, you know, because up until um, up until those those demands were pared back a bit, um, you know, they were they were they were look they were really coming out on the wrong end of things. You know, so they pared back some of those demands and of course now they're they're gonna crow that they did what they you know for the working people, blah 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 and you know, no. Got a quick email we want to read from John in Kennewick. Said, I couldn't find a job a few years ago, so I signed up for Social Security. Two months later, I found a job at a hardware store. Had to work part-time, or the IRS would take 50% of my income over a certain amount, which is 28 hours a week. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. News Radio 610-KONA. Fun a few minutes here on your Friday afternoon. Uh, do I, wish pass- there, I wish there was a way that we could, like, you know, bring people what we do off air. You know, like, keep the keep the cameras rolling. Yeah. You know, because some of this stuff is, you know, quite entertaining. I, 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 I can tell you one organization that will never wind up on the donkey of shame, and that is the Babylon Bee. <laughs> 
<laughs> they just put out there. They're wonderful. They just put out a story that says Chick-fil-A is temporarily changing their slogan to eat fewer bats. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. Hey, look, everything is so miserable out there right now that any aspect that you can do to find some humor I mean, you got to look for it. You got to take it. And and as just absolutely wonderful. So the absolutely return, wonderful. So the return of the donkey of shame. Absolutely. Return of the donkey of shame. Um, riding the donkey for me today. Um, relatively low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to take it. Nancy Pelosi, who uh, decided in... Uh, roughly a week ago that she wanted to throw a monkey wrench into the stimulus plan, delayed it longer than it should have been because she wanted to put in a bunch of garbage that had no bearing whatsoever on dealing with the coronavirus and getting the American people and businesses of all sizes what they needed. Fortunately, most of that stuff was was pulled out. A few of a few of those elements did remain. She did get a few few small victories. But the fact that she gummed up the works for over a week Almost a week, excuse me. She is riding the non-wiped-down donkey of shame. You know, I um, I gave this actually quite a bit of thought, and there's two people that it will talk about low-hanging fruit. I'll tell you right now, uh, I've got the lowest-hanging fruit, and that's Governor Inslee. Um, I know he's already in the donkey hall, uh, donkey of shame Hall of Fame, but um, that guy gave me a, a, a small glimmer of hope that maybe he had possibly turned the corner and wasn't going to be such a jerk. But, you know, at the beginning of this COVID-19 thing, he was actually kind of, quote unquote, presidential in the beginning. First couple of things. He 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 was serious about the situation and, you know, all this. But but he's he's turned left. I will give honorable mention, though. And I highly encourage you, if you have not seen either of these pieces of video, uh, go look, go look up um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and uh, Representative Haley Stevens. The two of them lose their you-know-what on the, on the House floor during the debate over this stimulus, and Representative Haley... Uh, Haley Stevens is even wearing pink latex gloves as she is. She goes into this panic. I can't even describe it, but those two get the honorable mention. Go look it up on YouTube or whatever. And both of their both of their um, performances are Oscar worthy. It truly is something else truly is something else. And by the way, finally people are being held accountable for peddling false cures. Apparently an actor by the name of Keith Middlebrook was arrested by the FBI for peddling a bogus coronavirus cure. Now, if they'll just arrest Jim Baker and shut him down once and for all for peddling his absolute garbage, then we'll all be in a better place. Have a great weekend. Stay healthy. Be well. We'll talk to you Monday.